Reddit user that one from ADV asks, how do I deal with being short? I'm five foot seven, about 170 centimeters at the age of 18, and I'm unlikely to grow any taller. This is my height, and I'm considered to be a midget by modern standards. I've always been ridiculed for it, and it's my biggest insecurity. I can't grow anymore, so I need to accept it. Is being short really that bad, and how can I live with it? Hmm. Well, thank you for this question. A um, couple things come to mind right away. Uh, everybody has things that they can't change about themselves that they dislike. I think this is a human universal um, at some point or another. And people do come to accept them. So you already know that. And that's good. Um, it might help to look at uh, the stories of people who are shorter than you. There are people who are much shorter than you. I, I want to point out that doesn't make your feeling um, invalid, but there are people who uh, live happy lives and seem... What's the guy uh, on Game of Thrones who's very short? Oh, Game of Thrones. Do you know um, um, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. He seems to, um, from the various interview clips I've seen of him, just to be happy with his life. Um Probably by focusing on something else. Um, so you could look to them. I am four inches taller than that. So I don't... It's That specific thing hasn't been um, an insecurity of mine in my life. Um, what do you think, Morgan? Okay. Peter Dinklage is four feet and four inches. That's much... That's For the record. A quarter shorter. Um, and did you look I, that up or did you just I know just that? looked it up. <laughs> well, I did not okay. fucking know that fact. That would be crazy. Um, so I believe that the average height for a male uh, is maybe American male is like five adult ten. Male. Adult American male. Yeah. Um, and actually, I'm I'm looking it up because that's I not, that's, that's too high as the average. No way. You think? Yeah, I think so. Um, the other thing is, I don't know if five seven really is considered a midget. Um, for I assume this is for a man Wait, because it's, does he I'm, say that he's a midget? Yeah, this is this is my height, and I'm considered to be a midget by modern standards. Or he's just being uh, facetious. He's exaggerating. Okay, he's definitely exaggerating. Also, okay. people don't use the word midget anymore unless they're <laughs> little um, person. Yes, exactly. Right. Um, yeah. Potentially so, dwarf. If, if yeah. Dwarf yeah. Anyway, all of this stuff, I think it, it is important to to be like, okay, let's frame this within, um, let's get objective. But also I don't, like you said, I don't want to discount this person's feelings because yeah, five, seven, uh, I have to assume again that it's a guy because I'm five, six and I think that's average <laughs> for a woman, <laughs> um, which would, which would make this a tall to average woman. So I'm going to go ahead and assume like that it's average. a man. Um, so yes, five, seven is fairly short for a guy, but it's not, it's definitely not, you know, awful. Not that, not that I want anyone who is below that to be like, well, so that means I'm awful. Um, but 
you know, there are definitely, there are different things, <laughs> different challenges to accept, um, at different heights being in sort of different yeah. brackets from like, you know, from, from someone who really is, a you know, a little person, um, to someone who is just, you know, is short, quite short for a guy, which I believe this person falls into that category. Um, and so I think that, uh, it shows a lot of self-awareness that you are writing in with this and aware that it's something that you're insecure about. And you're, you're at the point where you're like, okay, I'm 18. So it's unlikely that I'm going to grow much more. That might be the full extent of my adult height. So, okay. The next question is how do I accept that? It's a really hard thing to do. Um, I have a client who uh, is a female and she is pretty short. I believe I want to say she's under five foot. Um, And, you know, a lot of what I've worked on with this client is talking about that and talking about, you know, why that makes her feel bad and what she feels like that means about her and the ways that the ways that she feels like she needs to compensate for that. Um, and I, th- I think that it's really important to allow yourself to have the feelings that you're having and accept the feelings about it and the fact that this will be an ongoing struggle for you potentially for the rest of your life. And that that's folded into cultivating that attitude of acceptance because you're not going to just go, okay, I have to accept this now. So therefore I'm going to block out any feelings I have about it in the future. And I'm not going to let anything anyone ever says about it to bother me because I don't think that's realistic. I think you're setting yourself up for failure. So one thing that you can do to work towards an attitude of acceptance perhaps is get out a piece of paper and start a list. And maybe you could just write down on the left side, for example, here are the things that, you know, I'm not that big of a fan of about my body and just be honest because their thoughts rattling around your head anyway. So there's no point of, uh, hiding it from yourself. Um, and then for each one of those things, So for example, the first one might be I'm five foot seven and that's considered short. Um, On the other side of that, writing something positive that is relates to your stature, um, something else, something that you like about yourself. Maybe it's like, I really like my broad shoulders, especially if, if, if you're concerned about your height, meaning something about your masculinity or your power, um, which is, you know, something that height is typically associated with, write something on the other side of that, that validates that you are powerful or masculine or what, what you think, what you think that the traits that you have that, you know, uh, support kind of the, the antidote to what you fear that the height means about you or what you fear others will perceive the height means about you. I think, uh, you can you can influence others' perception of you in a lot of ways outside of your height. And anyone who spends more than a couple seconds interacting with you um, can find something more important than your height to focus on. Um, how often does it come up that Tom Cruise is 5'7"? It's his magnetic charisma, the, um, the way that he says things, the 
the power, the confidence that he brings to a conversation that I think stand out a lot quicker. Um, and while I think most people, most men would prefer to be taller than average than shorter than average, it can also be a burden sometimes to be tall uh, and have attention on you at moments that you don't want it. Um, mm. People looking at you when you would rather n not be seen. Um, so I think um, focusing on like your posture, I think can be a, a, a shorter person with good posture and um, who stands upright and holds their head up high can be um, a more attractive, more powerful uh, appearing person than someone who's tall and has bad posture. Um, the tone of your voice and just the things that you do and the way that you treat people. I think these are all things that are more important than your height. And um, if people are shallow and judge you based on your height alone, that might be a sign that those aren't people that uh, you want to be close to. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's really well said. Um, and yeah, a, another word I would use to describe what you're talking about is having a certain presence when yes. you enter a room. So yeah, those, those qualities of how, uh, how supported is my structure. I was, I was listening to a podcast, um, and it was, I think Aubrey Marcus's podcast actually, I'm not sure if it was Aubrey Marcus's podcast. It might've been someone who was a guest on Aubrey Marcus's podcast. And then I went to check out their podcast, whatever, whatever, yeah. rewind all of that. I was listening to a podcast that I will not name because I do not remember what it was. And the That's guest, good. we'll just edit this whole part out. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just start from the top again. <laughs> we'll just scrap this episode. Oh boy. I feel so small. I feel so small. Um, and yet I'm five, six. So it's all about the internal, <laughs> it's really all about the internal perception. Um, but anyway, I was, I was listening to a podcast where they interviewed, uh, someone who was like a relationship and kind of communication expert and specifically talking about, um, the masculine feminine polarities, which we often describe on the show and, it, you know, saying, okay, what is a, a sort of heteronormative female partner or, you know, a, a feminine partner looking for, and what is a uh, male heteronormative partner or masculine partner bringing, bringing to the table for them. And the feminine energy is one of, uh, a lot more multiplicity and emotionality and sensitivity. And they were saying that the way that a man or a masculine partner shows up to, to contain or provide structure or support to that, to that feminine energy, to, to make that feminine energy feel like held and contained and supported is, you know, it's not a measure of their, of their, uh, physicality or their body. It's, it's the calmness that they bring and the, um, the way that they are able to receive that person's emotions and bringing a sort of a strength and a firmness and a stability to the way that you communicate. And so I think that's another way to uh, cultivate that, that type of powerful presence where you're not, you're not needing to be um, 
super showy or verbose or make say it talk a bunch of stuff to make up for anything because you're not you're not coming from a position of lacking you're coming up for coming from a position of knowing where your center is and being calm and grounded from that and that that's also something that's really attractive I think to anyone not just necessarily in a romantic context of just someone who knows themselves well and has a confidence from that um, whether it's a loud confidence or a quiet confidence Um, Mm -hmm. and I think as a feminine partner that's something that I look for in a masculine partner you know, regardless, um, someone who I feel can support and contain and, and ground and hold me. And, you know, for that, you just, you don't even need arms. I was going to say you need arms, but maybe, maybe the next question we'll we'll answer is from a WFPT about how do I, how do I make my girlfriend feel held without arms? It's, it's all about the internal qualities that you bring. Yes. And there are workarounds to every issue. There's not one solution to, uh, in this case, I'm assuming that it's about being attracted, being attractive, being, uh, respected by others. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are just multiple ways to get there. And I think it's important for someone who is, uh, not the tallest person to n- not make height their prime value, how they're judging other people and how they think yes. others yes. are judging them. So if you're, if you have one friend who's always bringing up the height of everybody, maybe that person is influencing you to think uh, that's the most important thing. Or um, just right. e- examine your belief about this and when it comes up and try to challenge that and look for other ways to evaluate people. Maybe it's uh, one guess is it could be uh, dating apps. Maybe you're seeing women with profiles that have a minimum height requirement or um Something like that. Get off of those dating apps. There are plenty of people who um, will find you attractive at five seven, or that that won't be an issue for. Absolutely. Um, and I I want to address uh, the part of the question that was being about being ridiculed, um, or you know, just a a part of that that detail because you just mentioned it. I, I think it's really important, as you're saying in the question. Um, I've always been ridiculed for it and it's my biggest insecurity. People who are out there ridiculing other people, whether it's a stranger on the internet or your best friend, we all have these, we all have some insecurity as Rob mentioned in the beginning. And that, that is a defense of someone who feels insecure themselves to put someone else down. You know, I know this is probably something you've heard before, but it's really important to keep this in mind, especially when you feel like your emotions are triggered by this type of meanness, because of course they Mm -hmm. are, of course they are like you, you can't help the fact that, okay, someone is slighting you and you're going to have a feeling about that. But in in that moment where you pause as you're deciding, well, what am I going to respond? How am I going to respond? Just remember that the person who is trying to undermine you is feels small themselves and is trying to Mm -hmm. find an easy Avenue to point out, okay, well you're small. So, and I feel small on the inside and I want you to feel my smallness by pointing out that you're small. So, 
appeal. It's it's sort of like look, you know, any audience that you want to feel less nervous in front of, imagine them in your underwear. We're all mentally, psychologically, kind of walking around our lives like we're embarrassed about being naked. Um, we all have like things that make us feel small and make us feel naked and make us feel insecure. Um, and so I, I think that the best, um, as we've just you know, gone around on before. I think the best thing to remind yourself when you're feeling kind of tortured by the thought of your height is all of the wonderful things about you that have nothing to do with your height. And you can even ask your close friends, your family, anyone who loves you or cares about you, um, you know, what are the things that you love about me? What are the things that make me me? And I highly doubt that something like the height is going to come up because people that love you and care about you see who you are at the soul level. Mm-hmm. You can also just work out a bunch and get big muscles. <laughs> yeah. That's one strategy. <laughs> like That's been, one strategy. That hasn't been mentioned yet, but <laughs> you can compensate horizontally. Um, I think that's a somewhat popular strategy. Yeah. If sure. you're worried about being picked on by bigger men, you can just grow, yeah, widthwise and and dress well. You can also dress well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's not only important for signaling to other people what you're about and that you care about yourself, but to to make it a priority for yourself to reflect that you care about yourself and you care about how you are presenting yourself to the world. Yeah, that's the basic advice: is uh, focus on the. Uh, Aspects of your appearance, which you can control right. if you're worried about one that you can't. Yeah. And I think the other and part- And I don't recommend sorry. platform shoes. <laughs> no, I also don't recommend platform shoes. Rollerblading is okay, though. Right, 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 right. Because the wheels are a necessary height ad. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, the last part of the question that I really think we should at least say something about is, is being short really that bad? No, of course. Of course not. Yes, they're more important. You decide what it means. Mm -hmm. You write your own story. um, And there's no inherent value on what what is your height and and what does that mean? You know, are you a good person Mm -hmm. or a bad person? Absolutely not. Um, Yes, other people will make value judgments um, and it will say more about them than it will say about you. And I want to say, too, I've said multiple times on this podcast – uh, that I am someone who is superficial when it comes to dating. And I, I do struggle with, uh, fostering desire for, uh, a male partner that's, uh, you know, under a certain height or not that much taller than me, but you know what? Like people like me, fuck me, you know? I mean, I, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there will be people like me out there. I don't want to run from, I don't want to run from the fact that I've, I've said that. Um, it's people will have their slide. own personal desire preferences and you're not going to be able to similarly to, you can't change your height. You can't change them either. And it says nothing about who you are as a person. Right. Yeah. Uh, be like cilantro. It doesn't make cilantro bad that some people have a gene that <laughs> just makes them not like the taste of it. It's great for all the people who enjoy the taste of that. Cilantro is delicious. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Thank you so much for writing this question. It's um, 
it's going to serve you so well to continue to be honest with yourself and upfront with your feelings and move towards self-acceptance. And we would love to hear feedback from you on, you know, how, how did you feel about the advice that we gave and did you try anything? And, um, yeah, what, what other details would you want to share with us? We would love to hear from you and I hope that you take care and go out into the world presenting your best, shiniest, biggest self. Welcome back to Free Advice, episode 63. Whoa, 63. Divisible yeah. by nine, divisible by seven. That's all oh. I've got. <laughs> Shit, when's our next prime number episode? It's going to be a while, isn't it? <laughs> Could be, yeah. Could be. 67? 67. Wow. We can't wait to see you there. That one? Four weeks from now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, right now, let's live in the moment. Um, episode 63. Um, what do you got on tap today, Morgan? What should we tell the people about? I have some very exciting uh, news on tap. And oh, yeah, well, actually, two things, two exciting things. on no tap. Way. Thing number I got one, one too. I remembered right. to complain to my plant, Carlotta, in the kitchen. Carlotta. That's my plant in the kitchen. What kind of plant is that? I don't remember, but she has these beautiful spotted leaves. And I looked it up at one point and then, I don't know, some long, complicated name and I totally forget now. Okay. Um, but somehow I've managed to keep her alive and turns out great uh, holder of space. <laughs> yeah. Great keeper of complaints. Great holder of space. Um, it felt good. It felt good. I, I think that some of the good feeling was just that I remembered to do the thing that we talked about. Um, and then some of the good feeling was just, mm, yeah, externalizing mm. a complaint and having a justification for doing it. Um, and how close to yeah. the plant did you get when you complained to it? I actually complained to it from the other room. Uh, so not that close. I was, I was so in the living room. You don't even know <laughs> if it was listening or not. It could have been reading. It could have been <laughs> looking the other way. I mean, I think she was listening. Oh, She's all fun. ears. She's generally all ears. Those are the leaves. Yeah. She's all, mm -hmm. all leaf ears. Uh, so how, how was your experience? I would repeat it. I would, I would repeat it. Well, uh, before answering your question, I'm just reminded of one day that I was picking pine needles off of a pine tree at recess. And the teacher said, how would you like it if a plant came up to you and started pulling off your ears? And I just remember thinking, I have only two ears and this has so many needles that that doesn't seem equivalent at all it'd be like somebody <laughs> just plucking off one of my arm hairs or something and that would be fine um anyway your question was about me <laughs> doing the complaining exercise i didn't try to this week i didn't think about it oh. um i didn't do it at all did i double down last week is that something that i committed to i don't know but i when i i texted you and i said i remember to complain the plant and you said oh yeah like i will so i just assumed that you did Mm, I didn't. <laughs> didn't do that at all. Well, that is more than fine. But I really no, just wanted you. to be like, hey, I did the thing. I remembered. I feel very self-congratulatory. Are you going to keep doing it even if you don't have anybody to tell about it? Mm, 
time time will tell. I don't know. I don't know. Well, if it occurs to me, we, there's no you reason can't not to tell us about it. If you do, I won't. Don't worry. I won't. It'll be a mystery okay. that lives on forever. <laughs> foreshadowing. Um, so the right. other thing that I have to Tell share yes. um, is we got some really lovely, really thorough feedback from uh, one of our Reddit users slash listeners that we uh, answered their question on the podcast last weekend. Papa Cat one. Papa Cat One. Papa Cat One. Papa Cat One says, thank you so much for discussing my question on your podcast. It was really helpful, and I appreciate your understanding and insightful comments, as well as the resources and book recommendations so much. I actually found a very insightful and interesting article last night about emotional dependency and anxious attachment, and it echoed a lot of what you both said, like the journaling and meditation. Uh I'm so excited to get started on this path between your podcast and this article, the books I'm going to look into and everything else. I'm filled with this dot, 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 cautious optimism. I know it will take time and I know I need to be patient with myself as I get there, but I think I finally have a game plan. Uh, here's the article I'm referring to. If you're interested at all, it's quite long, but it has some wonderful advice. I think so anyway. And I looked at it and it really does. It's really thorough. Um, and if you are interested in learning more about emotional dependency, um, and just sort of building up your self-worth, understanding your emotions better, this is a really, really great resource. So thank you, Papa Cat. It is, this is the wise mushroom mm -hmm, link. It is at wisemushroom.org slash how to overcome emotional dependency with uh, hyphens or dashes between. Why don't we slip each that the into words. the emotional? Why don't we slip that into the episode description? Yes, we definitely will. And I will also try to remember what that uh, podcast that I was referencing earlier was. Um, okay, we can put that in there. Yeah, too. thank you both again so much, and you've certainly made a fan of your show. I actually made an account just to follow. What oh. a sweetheart! Thank Papa you, Cat. Papa Cat. Yes. Thank you for writing in that question and unknowingly becoming a part of this great podcast community. We appreciate yeah. you so much and we always welcome any future calls for advice from you and we wish you luck on your journey toward understanding yourself better. It's a great yeah, if one. You try out something from the wise mushroom, something from one of these books. I'd love to hear about it. Or once you start therapy itself. Um, Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I'm wishing good fortune to you and your kittens. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, come on. Initially, I was like, what? Oh. How do you know they have kids? Oh. Because he's a pop cat. Oh, I got it. Oh, I, now I got it. <laughs> Beautiful. I fucking love it. All right. Rob, do you have anything we get any other fan, fan feedback? No, we didn't. I, I had, got some um, shit. Oh, yeah, one person, you. Max Carney just wrote, really? And then uh, didn't, didn't follow up. <laughs> I assured okay. him, we really did answer your question. <laughs> Still waiting on the feedback. <laughs> The surprise or disbelief. Yeah. That's feedback. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys. One of you probably listening right now, you know who you are. <laughs> and we sent don't. Sent me <laughs> two bath mats <laughs> with uh, coral reef type of wiggly chamois tendrils, microfiber, smells great, super soft, cream colored. Wow. I stepped out of my shower onto one of those today. Did you? Um, but you didn't say who you were. You wrote a little note that said Rob, and then there were <laughs> a bunch of washing instructions. Um, and I've interrogated four suspects who I thought might have done this. All okay. of them have denied it. Who are the, sus so who are the suspects? <laughs> I'm not going to uh, dox them. On this live national show, <laughs> international show. 
Uh, but, this, well, the suspects were me and three fans. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dox anybody else. But yes, Morgan was, of course, suspected because this was sent on Wednesday, the day of the podcast release. And if, for anyone who didn't tune in last week, why would I get uh, two bath mats? Because last week, uh, around timestamp, uh, 16 minutes and 18 seconds, <laughs> I say to Morgan, I say. Hey, how do I make my bath mat stop smelling so bad? Do I have to hang it up after every time? Do I have to bring it outside? And um, just after me saying that, somebody sent me two bath mats. Like immediately upon hearing it. It must have been an impulsive decision. That is it so arrived on wild. That is so wild. I love that so much. When Rob told me that, I was completely mystified. I wish it were me. I wish I had done it. Yeah, well, it's kind of better that you didn't because this has been a pretty exciting mystery. It's consumed <laughs> my waking thoughts since I found out it wasn't you. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, what uh, are the other details of the investigation? I really want to tantalize well, the person that I know is listening and just snickering to themselves. Maybe possibly having lied to you about not sending it. Possibly uh, someone we haven't talked to yet. <laughs> I have some details. Okay. Um, I'm going to keep my cards a little bit close to my chest. Okay. okay. But you know that there is a gift receipt <laughs> QR code, and that has some information about the person that sent it to me. Um, so you may be hearing from me. If you don't contact me first, look out. There might be some messages coming your way from my end of things. And for any listeners that don't know Rob's address and want to send something to him, you can go ahead and send that right along. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> if there's anything else we talk about on the show and you want to send us something, we should get a free advice P.O. box. <laughs> yeah, that would be that'd be so it's someone that has my home address, which right. narrowed down quite a bit who it could possibly be. And someone who... Some of the suspects were creeped out by this. I was like, I don't think that's creepy. <laughs> Some of the suspects are creeped out. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think that the, the detail of the note being detailed washing instructions is really interesting because it's, it's obviously someone who uh, is concerned about your uh, hygiene and home upkeep procedures. Mm-hmm. Um, and felt that that was the best use of the dedicated area where they could communicate with you. I, I didn't interpret it as a overly concerned with my hygiene and home upkeep. I think it's a little trickster who just found their in for a play. Mm, you know? Okay. Okay. That's my guess. It's a high commitment play, though. I don't think it's somebody who's who's like super bath mat enthusiast and has a high value on that. Well, we don't um, know. I think it's m someone who more values like mischief and, and causing um, a stir, uh, kind of an Amelie type character <laughs> who just <laughs> meddles in people's <laughs> lives in a positive way, but right, right. Uh, chaotic good. Chaotic good. Yeah. So whoever out there is this chaotic force for good, please keep up the good work. It's it's been a really delightful source of entertainment for us as we've speculated and discussed the evidence at hand, um, mm -hmm. and the investigation is still open. So any any tips, um, 
please email freeadvicepodcast yeah. at gmail.com. If you want to come forward <laughs> and claim that you were the bath mat bandit, can we say? <laughs> the reverse um, bandit. The bath mat reverse bandit. <laughs> the bath mat anti-bandit. Please email us at freeadvicepodcast at gmail.com. You'll be rewarded handsomely by us discussing this further on the show. So I've got a question that is yeah. a beautiful segue. Are you ready for it? Yes. How to use less toilet paper? This question comes to oh. us from Electric1337. I constantly okay. use toilet paper, sometimes 50 squares, just so I can get every particle off because I have soft stool. How can I use less and make my toilet paper last? Hmm. Okay. couple ways to approach this. Great, great question. I love this. I can give some concrete answers. Me too. Um, or some soft answers. Is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Couldn't resist. Okay. Yeah, Let's get serious. Good. Let's get serious. We've got some poop wiping to advise. There are two basic toilet paper techniques. There are people who just make a ball, and there are people that fold single sheets. Um, you're probably a clumper, a baller. <laughs> you can switch to a folder where you can use one or two, uh, you know, they're perforated into those squares for a reason, one or two of those per each wipe. That would drastically reduce it. Another way to approach this is to reduce the number of times you poop a day. And another one is to harden your stool up so that there's left less residue left behind. Um... You can also, if you're dealing with a lot of uh, dinglage, you could uh, <laughs> wax or shave your butthole, but um, you don't want to have stubble or burning. You don't want razor burn in this area, so um, maybe waxing is better, but I think right now going to a waxing salon, depending on your coronavirus situation, might be a bad idea. Okay, Morgan, I've laid out the framework. Which of those do you <laughs> want to dive into? Um, yeah. So, uh, one of the many things that my mom used to criticize me for was using too much toilet paper. So yeah, I got, I got a firsthand lesson in how to use less toilet paper. So if you didn't use enough, she probably criticized you for having a poopy bottle. Of course. Of course. I couldn't win. I couldn't win with this woman, but (laughs) you can win with your butthole today (laughs) Um, by using any one of our great suggestions. So yeah, I like to try to introduce more mindfulness just in general into my whole toilet routine. I like some of the elements of the automatic toilet routine where, so for me, I I sit down no matter what. Um, But for you, Uh, if you're a male sitting down might be a signal. Okay. Let me pause, collect myself and let me think about how much toilet paper I'm going to pull off the roll. Um, cause sometimes for me, I'll, if I'm just kind of going about my, I don't know. What do you mean sitting down guys, guys sit to poop. Right, 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 right. But what I'm saying is I always sit down regardless if I'm pooping or peeing. That's, yeah. that was what I was trying to say. So okay. for a guy, if you're sitting down, generally you're, you're there to poop, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that could be a signal. You're at least open to it. Right. Uh-huh. Um, kind of like a, a first date with someone you're attracted to. You don't want to expect that sex is going to happen, but you like, hey, if, if once we're there and things <laughs> 
I'm open to it, you know? Right, Still right, be right. a good time if it doesn't happen, but that's kind of sitting on the toilet for me is like that. Yeah. So maybe one thing you could do to introduce a little bit more mindfulness about your toilet paper usage mm-hmm. is you could put a small sign or post-it note in front of your face where you sit down. So as soon as you sit down, you look up, you see it, it's a reminder. Oh yeah, I'm trying to use less toilet paper. So then, you know, you kind of slowly pull some off the roll. And my mom's handy dandy suggestion is take a little and that's all you need. (laughs) (laughs) Solve the problem right up. So you can always use more. You can always pull off more, but I will admit sometimes I've sat down and I'm just kind of not thinking and I just pull, I just yank the fucking thing. And then it's like, and it's like, you know, 50, not 50 squares, but um, quite a few more squares than I need something excessive. And you know what? I've also learned over time. Okay. I do that. I make that mistake. Hey, no big deal. I tear it off wherever I think, oh, okay, actually this is a better amount. I put the rest back on the roll. And I, next time oh, that's the perfect size. Just re-roll size. it back up. Don't even have to roll it back up. You can just stick it right on just top. It's light okay. it onto the ground. Right on top of the roll. Next time you use it, it's sitting right there, right for the plugging. Like a ball of it? Or, or sure. just fold it? Sure. I wouldn't like that if I... I would be suspicious. I'd probably throw that toilet paper away if I went in somewhere and it was just okay. But toilet paper roll had a hat of clearly unrolled <laughs> toilet paper. If it's just you, if it's I'm your talking about in this person's in private home and their preferred pooping toilet. Say they, yeah, say they're not sharing a bathroom. That's great advice. Um, so the other thing, the other handy dandy tool. Are you going to mention it? Am I going to the bidet? Ah, I was not going to say a bidet, but I was going to, I was going to introduce wetness as a concept. Okay. Yeah. So, so you could, you can wet the toilet you paper. can gently wet the toilet paper. A lot of people Dunk use baby wipes. Don't do that. Just if your sink is nearby, <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> Rarely do I ever just outright reject Rob's advice, but please don't do that. Um, bacteria that's, you know, you got a lot of How like, sensitive bacteria. How is that Um, I try to splashback. avoid splashback at all costs if, if possible. Okay. Um, well, you're not dropping boulders then. It's not always possible, but generally it, it's possible. Look, don't intentionally um, drown your asshole in toilet water if you can. If you can help you're right. It. No. Spit is preferable to toilet water. Spit, sink water, or baby wipes. Lots of people use baby wipes or flushable wipes. Don't flush them, your, though. Well, it depends on your... The, when when your plumbing was built, if it can handle that or not. My building says don't even flush the wipes that say that they're flushable. Right, same. It says don't trust that. Yeah, no, same. But but some people, that's just not an issue. Um, you have to then put them in a Ziploc bag to throw them away because who wants to just poop in their trash can? Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's true. I will try to get – I'll try to get a round or two of, of you know, relatively clean, dry runs before <laughs> – before I oh, okay. do a wet run. So it's generally not that, it's not that much material. Um, but yeah, isn't it Two interesting? Dry. I don't know. Jeez, I see where your mom was coming from. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't, I don't mean that. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I mean, and the thing, the thing too is like every, every poop is different. You know, sometimes even if it's soft, you still get a clean pinch and it, which is remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's just feels like you're never getting it clean and then there's irritation. And so, yeah, I think wet, wetting, wetting the implement is going to really help in terms of reducing the, the overall volume of toilet paper needed. Yeah, that's, that's good advice. Um, another way to use water to your advantage is you can get a cheap 
bidet that installs onto your toilet for like I don't know, thirty-five bucks on Amazon. Really, that cheap? Yeah, that that'd be non-heated. Where does it get no, the water from? Heated water uh, from the top tank, same place it fills the toilet water from. Is it easy to install? But it's not the part that. Uh, from everything that I've heard, yes. Wow. Yeah, we have a, a mutual friend who comes to Poetry Club who is. Um, <laughs> don't out the person who sent you a bath mat, but I'm definitely not... out the person who <laughs> has a at home bidet. Just talking this up is a great, uh, great choice. So, <laughs> great um, choice. <laughs> you can get one of those. And, um, you know, if that was the norm in this culture, people think it's pretty weird that you'd be, other people just use toilet paper. Like, if you had shit on your hands, would you just wipe it off with a napkin and feel okay about that? Water, I think, has um, a cleansing advantage that uh, it's kind of weird that that isn't the standard here. And it's more comfortable, too, I think. You know, if, if, if you're, if you're going to, uh, you know, have a slick, have a slick surface versus dry on, somewhat dry... Mm-hmm. All around. I think it has lots of, I think it's lots of perks. Um, one more thing. Uh, some people may not even realize that there is a raging debate between wiping while standing and wiping while sitting down. Mm. I think staying seated is going to uh, provide you the best access than uh, compared to standing up. I think the only reason that we have to wipe is because we stand up and we have these big butts which help us run such long distances but animals don't have to wipe their butts isn't this and the second often, time you've made this point on the podcast i i hope it's i hope it's a movement uh, i'll do at it this even point. more than that yeah this <laughs> that is a I movement keep bringing it up this is a movement Go so ahead. yeah if you're in a squatting position um and you remain that way i think fewer wipes will be necessary yeah that's all well, I'm I hope done. that helps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say about it either. Good work. Oh, no, you know what? I lied. I do. What? Um, what do you got now? Uh, just one last recommendation. The thickness, All right, I'm listening. The thickness of the toilet paper, also an important variable, um, because some of them just get the job done a little better than others. I like Cottonelle. Mm, I don't have a preferred brand, but... I prefer the the home stuff rather than what you get in an airport. Sure. Nobody likes that shit that's basically tissue paper. I mean, yep. a sad excuse for tissue paper. I guess people aren't changing their flight plans to pick an airport with more competitive, like that it doesn't provide a competitive business advantage for them <laughs> to stock up on like a better home toilet paper. But man, wish they would. Yeah. Okay, so should we should we tackle one more question? At least. At least. <laughs> Hit me with it. All right. This one comes to us from Over the Mountains 15. Okay. My boyfriend subscribes to OnlyFans accounts, question mark. Mm. The title is self-explanatory. I saw it on his laptop when I was using it while he was at work. Not sure what to think or how to feel right now. Is this cheating? Do I bring up that I saw it? Please help. Okay, so um, for those not familiar, OnlyFans accounts are um, uh, typically 
women sharing pictures, videos with um, subscribers who want access to um, sexually suggestive, uh, nude, or pornographic um, content that they get at different levels of access, I think, yeah. because they, they pay a subscription. Great definition. Um, cam models of the past, webcam girls, they've been called. Um, each couple gets to decide what cheating is. Um, is the difference between this and uh, somebody looking at a Playboy magazine um, or a calendar girls standing next to cars uh, in swimsuits, um, the girls being in the swimsuits, that is. Like, w- w- the difference with this is uh, maybe that it could be interactive. Um, yeah, I think it feels more personal. But maybe it isn't also. Maybe they're just paying for still images. Um, I think there there's the set of feelings that uh, may come up of what would other people think about me if they mm. knew this was true in my relationship. And that is a valid a line of inquiry. Um, so you could ask your friends what they would think. Um, but ultimately, you're the one in your relationship and um, you know what, like, what you're okay with and what you're not. And I, I think um, it's up to you to figure that out and communicate that with your partner. Um, but while you're doing that, maybe examine, like, are there ways that you indulge fantasies about other people? I, I think that it should be more normalized that um, we can love a person or we can be attracted to a person, we can be committed to a person and still uh, like the idea of there being other sexual opportunities or other sexual interest for us out in the world that can make a person uh, feel alive or free. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you said so many good things. Um, I'm trying to even know. I should have broken it up more for you to, no, for you to interject. Honestly, I'm fine with it. I love, I love when you cover a lot and it's really succinct and well said. There it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely second the, um, th- this person says, not sure what to think or how to feel right now. Give yourself that space to not know. Yeah. Um, especially because, you know, this was something that you stumbled into unexpectedly. And I'm sure that you have a lot of thoughts and feelings bubbling up, some of which you understand, some of which you don't, or maybe you're feeling kind of blank or not sure how to feel. Um, mm-hmm. Give yourself the space to process it. Because sometimes when we are triggered by a stimulus that is frightening or threatening in some way, we don't really understand the nature of that threat until some time has passed and we kind of have had, it's had some time to settle. Uh, Maybe it just kicks up a bunch of anxiety or a bunch of feeling like, oh my God, am I not good enough? Or what does this mean? Uh, What does this mean about his uh, attractiveness to me? What does this mean about the health of our relationship? Um, and our brains can just run right down that rabbit hole. Um, so my recommendation is to sit with it for a little bit, breathe, focus on what you're feeling in your body. Um, and then once you've identified, okay, what sensations am I having? Am I, am I feeling heat and tension and fast vibrating pulsing. Okay. Is this, is this anger? Is this anxiety? Is this jealousy? Or am I feeling 
sinking or numbness or, you know, just let yourself be a curious and non-judgmental explorer of whatever your reaction is, because whatever you're feeling, you're allowed to be feeling. Um, and I think on some level, just the, the fact that you're writing in and you have this concern to me indicates that on some level, this is a problem for you, which mm-hmm. there's, there's no, it's not right or wrong that it's a problem or it's not. Um, but I think exactly what Rob said of just try to figure out what is the boundary that this feels like it crosses for you or what is the fear in you that, you know, okay, if he's doing this, then what does that mean about da, 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 and being wary of, okay, well, is that really true? Or is that, you know, just, just my fear potentially of, of being abandoned or not being attractive enough or whatever. And try to, once you have a little bit more of an understanding of what is your personal truth about it, as far as how are you feeling and and what, what do you feel is a violation or what might you not feel is a violation, then having a, a conversation with him that's as, um, open and transparent as possible and really approaching it like, okay, we're on the same team here. We're on team, our relationship. How can we address, how can we address this that, that meets both of our needs and feelings? Yes. Um, you can ask for specific reassurance in that conversation. Um, if you like it, um, Maybe a concern is that he doesn't find you attractive anymore. Um, You can ask for that. Uh, It's possible that he does find you attractive and that's an assumption that you've made. Um, One, uh, I don't think that this necessarily leads to cheating in person or him spending time in person with this person. the the OnlyFans people Um, because of distance, because of an asymmetry of that relationship. I don't think that it is likely to replace you um, or the nature of your relationship as people who meet up in person, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't mean that you don't have a right to be upset about it or you don't have a right to um, ask for him to stop this if you choose to. Um, I just uh, want to say if that's your concern, that I, I think this may be different from um, you know working late nights at the office with somebody that he's attracted to or something like that. And people have all kinds of different boundaries in their relationships. Right. Some people allow their partners to reproduce with other people or have recreational sex with other people. Which is not the norm, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) Well, uh, and similarly, it may not be the norm that Mike Pence isn't supposed to be uh, alone in a room with uh, a female. Um, (laughs) There's there's a whole range of uh, things that people ask their partners for. And um, it's okay to pick your spot and to change your spot on that spectrum um, and have your own requests. Yeah. And I I think that, uh, you know, a lot of times people enter into relationships that are traditional monogamous and assume that those things mean the same thing to both partners. Um, And we don't know. And a lot of times it's something like this 
where there's a gap between what are my expectations for you and what are your expectations for you within the container of this relationship. And something like this brings it up. And then it's like, okay, we took a misstep. Now we've got to, now we've got to communicate better to figure out, okay, um, how do we move forward? And I think that sometimes when something like this happens, it can feel, uh, like an attack in some way. Um, but there, there are just, there are, there are so many things that unfortunately go unspoken in relationships where we accept certain, uh, norms and without discussing them. Uh, so we're always advocates here at free advice, (laughs) um, of going a little bit deeper and figuring out, well, what does each partner want out of the relationship and what are the expectations on, uh, fidelity and monogamy in, in all of these different domains. So some people, some people would, would go a hundred percent. This is cheating. This is awful and egregious. And I, I can't believe you would stay with someone that is like this. Someone else might go, Oh, that's not a big deal at all. Who cares? Yeah. Um, so, you know, try not to judge yourself for anyone else's reaction to it and just focus on what is your reaction to it. And, uh, one way you could, and is there an underlying problem that this is, making you more upset, for instance, mm. are you not getting the type of attention or the frequency of contact with your partner that you want? And that makes this more hurtful Then I think address that issue um, rather than this kind of proxy issue, if, if it is one. Right. Um, right. And the one question you could have with your partner, which may be difficult if you have a lot of strong feelings about it right now, um, but it could be an opportunity to discuss, well, you know, what, what turns you on about this and not, not what am I not doing that this person's doing, but just trying to understand it in a way that's, you know, as non-judgmental as you can muster in, in a place where you may be feeling kind of hurt, which would be totally understandable. But I think some of the, some of what feels violating about this is, is the, the perceived deception or the fact that they they weren't open and honest with you about, what they're exploring online related to their, uh, sexuality. And it might feel less threatening if you understood, okay, well, what is it about this particular, uh, these particular accounts or this particular type of engaging with someone that is a turn on for you and why? And, you know, they, they might also feel more open if they don't feel attacked, like they've really done something wrong because in all likelihood, this is not an explicit, thing that you guys have already decided he won't do da 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 um yeah they might not be feeling ashamed of this and like they've right. already done something bad right like they're they should be in trouble but i definitely think you do need to bring it up now that you've discovered it especially i mean you discovered yeah. it in a very honest way um you were using their computer and you saw it oh well that happens um i think the longer you keep it you keep that fact hidden or if you're deceptive about it all or dishonest, it just creates a more breeding ground for dishonesty. And that's the the foundation upon which this is kind of already resting. So the more that you can just gently communicate that we have to open up this, this has to be a conversation between, between us, not something that you just go off and do because it, it feels like a violation to me that that feels like the direction uh, that I would recommend. Yeah. Um, to put this in a nonviolent communication model, if you use the, um, like I saw, I feel, 
I need and I request. You could say, I saw an OnlyFans tab open on your web browser. Um, I feel threatened, um, sad, uh, weak, like I'm not enough, uh, or whatever your feelings are. I'm not trying to prescribe those. Um, I need reassurance that uh, you want to be with me or that I'm attractive to you. And I request um, you to just tell me about what do you get out of this or um, I request you to stop using it or um, I request to like not have secrets between us, uh, whatever yeah. you want to ask for that uh, can make this better for you. That's such a good Rather framework. Rather than like how could you – accusational mm-hmm. name-calling starting by um, putting the other person in a defensive position – I think that uh, observations, feelings, needs, and requests in that order um, makes them more likely to work with you. Right, right. Something that that draws them closer to you because you're expressing that you have a need and you're expressing your vulnerability rather than something that creates further distance um, unintentionally or intentionally um, Yes, is going to be the solution to this. Um, yeah. This is a really difficult situation and I'm really sorry that you had this experience. It must have it must have been shocking and maybe even felt disgusting or sickening and I'm sure there's just a whole host of intense things that you're feeling right now. So again, I re- I want to reiterate before before you do any of this like very <laughs> um potentially exhausting or, or difficult work of trying to communicate nonviolently, just hold some space for yourself to, to feel what's coming up. I imagine yes. it's a lot. Or is not coming up also. Right. Uh, it's, it's okay to deviate from other people's standard uh, outrage about some part of this or any part of this, if that's true for you. Totally. All right. Over the mountains. Thank you so much for writing this question, and I really hope that you uh, got some some support and some suggestions that you feel comfortable trying from from what we um, explained to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, and if you if you want to give us any updates or feedback, you can always write to us at freeadvicepodcast at gmail <sighs> We look forward to hearing from you or anyone for. Um, especially the bath mat, um, especially the bath mat. Um, what do we call them? I just wanted, I wanted to mention that, um, I have a Brita water pitcher that I haven't changed the filter in (laughs) for like a year. (laughs) And, Uh um, you're hoping someone might be magnanimous enough to send you some filters, some replacement filters. It's filter model number OB03. <laughs> it looks like the word oboe, but the last two digits are, are numbers. Um, it's OB03. It's in white right now. That would keep it matching. I don't know. I'm drinking dirty water. It just feels like with my clean feet after I step out of the shower and then I'm pouring this filth sludge down my throat, um, something doesn't quite match, so... I'd just like to update yeah. that. Yeah. And um, I will let you know next week what household items I need. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they got your address, Morgan. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I think I'm the one with the mailbox. I mean, we don't know. Yeah, but, but they could send it to you and you could kindly 
please attention right attention morgan <laughs> should i so choose <laughs> and then just go ahead and send it to rob <laughs> um wow what an episode what an episode mm-hmm. we talked about height we talked about poop we talked about cheating question mark cheating question mark <sighs> yeah that covers Only it all fans covers it mm-hmm. all should we start an OnlyFans account for exclusive naked content of us? Um, we could look into it. All right. Well, why don't you guys let us know if that's something that you're interested in? Yeah. Write us at freeadvicepodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Pay to see our bits. How much content would you need? <laughs> what are you willing to pay a month? What if it's just us kind of dancing around to TikTok memes yeah. in our underoos? And also, um, I, I really, I do, um, I do hope that over the mountains is not offended by that, by that joke. We're not trying to make light of your situation. It's just, you know, we just, we just like to, you know, after I'm not saying that we're marketing it to over the mountains boyfriend. Right. Right. No, it's, um, it's just more about, you know, we like to make light of a variety of subject matters, especially when, you know, there's some heavier content to just kind of. You know, lighten the mood before we close out the episode. Give people a nice little sweet taste. Yeah, fall asleep with a giggle. Give them a nice little taste of sugar before they sign off. (laughs) So they remember how much fun they had the last time they tuned into Free Advice and how much fun they will again have one week from today. Mm -hmm. That's all I got. Great, everyone. Good night. (laughs) Bye. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams.